Hiya, Tim here with a message before the podcast. Due to rights reasons, the songs have been shortened for this podcast. Every song is taken from Simple Minds' New Gold Dream. All tracks are written by Simple Minds, Charlie Birchill, Derek Forbes, Jim Kerr and Michael McNeil. New Gold Dream was released on 17th of September 1982 on Virgin. Now, enjoy the extended edition podcast with bits that couldn't be played out on the radio. Tim's listening party was a lockdown sensation. Unfortunately, it was on Twitter, which you can't listen to. But Absolute Radio has the solution. Tim Burgess explores seminal albums alongside the artists who brought them to life. Absolute Radio presents Tim's Listening Party with Tim Burgess. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Tim's Listening Party on Absolute Radio. I'm Tim Burgess, and I'm excited to be sitting down with another band to play back a classic album together. If you've missed any episodes of the show, Tiz of Fears, Def Leppard, Sparks, The Bangles, Fall Out Boy, The Kinks, you too, make sure to catch up by searching for Tim's Listening Party wherever you get your podcasts. A huge part of this show is about getting involved on Twitter, so make sure to tweet your thoughts to at Tim underscore Burgess and at Absolute Radio using the hashtag Tim's Listening Party. This episode I was joined by the legendary Simple Minds. So brilliant was our chat that we can't squeeze the whole thing into two hours of radio. So we'll be releasing the podcast as an extended edition with extra stories and insight. At this point, I usually do a nice intro, but let's just get straight into it. It's Jim Kerr and Charlie Birchill. Jim, Charlie, thanks so much for joining me. I have so much that I want to discuss about New Gold Dream. Firstly, though, what I wanted to talk about was the, the title, 81, 82, 83, 84. Was, what, what was that about i'm sure you told told it a million times but i I don't know so i think the main thing was just to stand out you know i mean talk about being (laughs) self-important it was like (laughs) we're not gonna make a record we're gonna put a date on it you know because this is a record of an epoch it's not just this year's summer record Um, (laughs) oh it's every summer's record (laughs) everything was record that's a great way of putting it i think the thing was um it came out in 82, of course, but a lot of it, the early stuff, ideas had come from 81. Yeah. We knew we were going to be touring. So it was kind of like, this is the next period stamped out. This yeah. is who we are now. This is the music we make now. Yeah. So it was something to do with that, but it was just something to do with it looking great on an album. It so looks it, great. It's really, you know, it makes you it makes you ask the question, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it kind of... Um, uh, yeah, bit self-important, but um, it's great. It's got to be done. It's got to be done. Got to be done. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved it. And it, for, for me, as a teenager, um, I, I used to go to a club called the Ritz in Manchester, and I used to dance, and I used to really enjoy dancing to "I Travel." That was the, yeah. the big song. That was one of the really big songs of the two-hour DJ set at the Ritz. And um, so, when I was listening to the album, I thought there's a song that I thought um, could have fit on uh, Empires and Dance, and that would have been Big Sleep. Yeah. Ah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. And then Glittering Prize was kind of like representing the present, but then you had a, an idea of the future with uh, Promise, Promise You a Miracle. Miracle. That's interesting. Wow. I think just thinking about the time the record came out. Mm. Up until then, the 1982, something happened then where there was just a load of bands that previously you would never have gambled on them having pop success or chart you know chart success yeah. you know to be on the cover of NME was something but you would never have thought um remember that year we hadn't we'd never been top of the pops when all the records we'd the low 30s 
I remember the first record I heard that year. I thought the associates are going to be on top of the pops. You know, this yeah. thing, Human League coming with yeah. those. Because up, up until then, it was cold industrial Sheffield band and Human League, um, the Bunny Men, um, coming with, and then yeah, ABC, all the stuff. And and we'd gone down to Australia. It was the first time we'd been there. And up until then, in our dreams, we thought. We might be a band like Magazine. It didn't yeah. dawn on us that you know Magazine wouldn't really break through, and actually their careers were kind of curtailed by the mid eighties. Okay. Uh, we just we thought we'd be an art rock band only, and art yeah. rock bands didn't really have pop success. But when the songs started coming together, a new gold dream. Yeah. The first one really was promised you a miracle. Mm. And um, so that was the first one written for the album. It was, it was, was it? Yeah, wow. it was recorded outside of the album. You know, it was recorded six months before we did the album. You know, wow, wow, wow. yeah, that's amazing. And that gave us our first taste of maybe we could be an art rock band, but on top of the pops as well. Yeah. And when I think of New Gold Dream, it has these. It still has these. Um, it's just a big sleep and yeah. King is waiting in the crowd and yeah. and and um, these sort of um, introspective oh, songs yeah. and then at the same time songs like Glittering Prize and and um, Promise You a Miracle that almost sort of despite themselves became big pop gotcha. hits. So, but I think more the point was up until then, you know, you take your influences. You know this when you start a band. Sure, and sure. You, sure your first few records, your influences. I mean, some people arrive fully formed and you've never heard anything like it, like the Smiths yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or Patti Smith, yeah. or, or, and yeah. the debuts are just yeah. there. Yeah. But usually yeah. everyone else... Yeah, takes a while. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. takes a while, and yeah. then the alchemy, all that stuff comes together at a certain point, and yeah. I think for us, New Gold Dream was that record, although there had been steps along the way as you see I travel and such. I mean, you know, we'll go into each song um, in depth, but... Um, I suppose um, it was really interesting to me talking about like the Russell Club in Manchester and what was the scene like then? I mean, you know, obviously you'd just been to Australia with Empires and Dance. Well, when we went to Australia, we were, uh, that was a real eye opener because actually, up until that moment, we, you know, there was a lot of these cover bands down there right. and they could all play. And we were like, we thought, oh, we better up our game because they were much better than us as players, you know. Uh, <laughs> and we always wanted to be a really great live band. I mean, yeah, yeah. that was one thing we always had, you know, yeah. from day yeah. day one. And um, I think it was quite quite a transformation after our Europe, uh, Australian tour, Jimmy, you know, in terms of playing, you know. Yeah. And um, that, that kind of like was the catalyst in a way, was it? Or, well, you yeah. know, the thing is, that down there, they didn't, you know, in Australia. I mean, it's arguably you could say, well. You know, it was these big pub circuits and they were all with like covers bands, you know, so yeah. was there that much originality going on? I'm not sure. Wow, wow, wow. But nonetheless, but definitely for us, I think, was a moment where we suddenly got into our head to be a, a real live band yeah. and up the game a bit, you know. But the, but in terms of the, that period and with the music going around, I mean, it was, it was incredible. It just seemed yeah. like every year there was stuff coming out and it was innovative and it was so diverse and, you know, and, Looking back on it in retrospect, I mean, it was a real, really, you know, kind of an amazingly productive period, you know. I mean, just mentioning the associates in, in, in a com yeah. in conversation casually on the radio is just a fantastic thing. Yeah. <laughs> did he know Billy? Oh, well, we, we did, yeah. And he was, uh, 
What a character. Uh, a really sweet man. Yeah. Oh, he was a great guy. Charlie and I, <laughs> I remember Charlie and I going to see them. My girlfriend at the time, because when we'd gone to her, we'd be away for months, you yeah. know, and, and by the time you come back, the, the scene had changed, and there'd be all these bands up here who, you know, God, who's this? I remember Jane Henderson saying, you got to see this new band yeah. called The uh, Associates. They're the best thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And when it's your girlfriend, <laughs> like, hang on a minute. First of all, they're a new band. Yeah. They can't be that good. No, they are. Yeah. No, they can't be good. And But you like Dylan and Springsteen and you've seen them and all that. You know, it's the best thing I've ever seen. This guy is. And, I, you know, to say that I uh, was curious yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. is an understatement. But um, I thought, well... You know, we'll go and see what the hype's about. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if Charlie remembers quite then. So <laughs> they were playing in London and we had a night off. It was um, Brunel College yeah. or, or University. And as as we went in, they hadn't broken through yet. And as we went in the door, it was a sort of half empty. <laughs> half, we, we arrived late, it was a half empty. But there wasn't music. There was a commotion going on. We walked in, the first thing was saw this guy, Billy, standing there. And he was he was given out to somebody in the audience, but he, Billy had a really high voice, yeah. um, speaking voice, and he was saying in this Dundee accent, I can't do it, but they, they've got certain words <laughs> in Dundee. Okay. <laughs> and he was saying, he, he was saying this with this, you know, beautiful angelic smile, but he was pointing yeah. to the sky and saying, can Danny do that? Don't do that, or I'll have to come down and punch you in the puss. <laughs> Listen, the D means I'll come down and punch you in the face. Amazing. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. It's, it's interesting how you see different front men deal with this stuff. Yeah. And he's handing his hip and he said, no, no, seriously, you think I'm kidding on? I'll come down and punch you in the puss. <laughs> and the next minute, lo and behold, he did leap down. And he, wow. I mean, it was almost Tyson esque. Wow, 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 wow. Well, you got to be tough in Dundee, right? Because he was from D and, and he could box a bit as yeah. well. So he jumped down, no messing around, sorted it out, jumped on stage, band started, and he was back to this angelic voice. And, and and I remember thinking, this is special. And, and of course... Alan as well, a yeah. great looking guy. Yeah, and, yeah. And um, playing this sort of, I think some of the songs that are sort of, I thought some of the songs were a bit sort of a spy thriller yeah. about them. There's okay. a bit of a haunting yeah. in their music. Yeah, that was really something. Wow. Wow. I mean, Affectionate Porn is just like amazing. And yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll love perhaps as well, but um, uh, Sulk is considered the best one, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah. First track on the album Someone Somewhere. Someone. Open brackets, in summertime, close brackets. I love a bracket in a song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all that stuff. Um, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I remember that Jim used to have a big ghetto blaster that we would just leave in the room and just yeah. record everything, you know? Yeah. And we would jam for, like, centuries, you know, and just we were up all night just jamming away. <laughs> and in the midst of this, like, eight-hour jam, <laughs> Jim found this little guitar line. And he yeah. said to me, that's a great bit there, wow. you know, and we... So record everything. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it was like, yeah, really, yeah, 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 most of yeah. it was just crap, but then it was this little <laughs> and we, um... And it's funny, we just sort of zoned into this thing, and then we decided just to build the song around it. That was the opening, that was the intro. But again, it was like, really just... I mean, all those songs, I mean, the, 
most of us jamming. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I don't know if we were at that point. As songwriters, we were because because the albums we'd done previously were so eclectic. And was it mostly in the studio though? I mean, in the rehearsal rooms that you'd write and and stuff, and you know. I mean, there were. I mean, with the a great jamming band. I suppose yeah, we should yeah. maybe explain what jamming is for those listening. Then, well, yeah, it's a get together, isn't it? Yeah, getting together yeah, in, a, in a room, get together and spontaneously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe because we we never really had a songwriter in the sense that you know somebody turned up and said, "So it's a band, okay, always a band." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're So it would be a thing of you know some. It would be a, someone would have a seed or something. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's funny you say I travel because I. <laughs> a lot of our songs at that time, love song, I I travelled the you know sequencers and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, stuff. They would yeah. synthesizers yep. were just becoming cheap yeah, and, yeah. and affordable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And quite a lot of I've heard that. I love the story of Gary Newman saying that his first hit it was the first preset. Yeah, I think it was in the park. He he bought it from a second hand shop. Someone else. Someone else had done it for And he switched it on and went. That's it, and what a sound! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we were kind of, I mean, Mick at the time, every new record you'd be a bit of an advance, so whatever. The first preset on the new keyboard, yeah, that was it because it sounded amazing, and and there would be a groove to it, and and we would jam, it would be almost like jamming to a loop, yeah. So we would jam, and, and the thing is, also, that was the only thing we wanted to do in our life, we yeah. couldn't, we still couldn't believe that we had a, a record deal that would pay us to just go away and go in a rehearsal room and yeah. it was the only thing in our life literally we're young we never had families we never had anything so all we did was and we didn't want to leave that room yeah. and 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 so many of our songs came out of the lengthiest jams yeah yeah was my job but my me not being a musician i just i'm just gonna record and it almost sounded great because the guy sounded great, and yeah. Charlie had his sounds, and yeah, it yeah. always sounded great. And especially would be a point where I would record everything because there was always a point where um, not only did everyone lock in, yeah, there would be a point where something happened and somebody just changed. According. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to stop the traffic, you, you know, yeah. like so. I, I would record everything, and then at night, uh, um, <laughs> sift through. I, I, was, I would sift through. That's really, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I, I get that because yeah. I can. Uh, that's my job as well, you know. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, and 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 especially in the early days, we would always sort of like play and play and play, and then yeah, like you say, one thing would change, and and just, that's the start of the song. Goes, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, yeah. And, yeah. And, um, it's about having nights of smoking exotic cigarettes. Yeah, oh, and nice. Just kind of lost in it. And that's it, isn't it? It's kind of like t to be able to notice. Uh, it's almost like a DJ or, or something. You kind of yeah. like, you know, you kind of like, you know, where the next thing needs to happen, and yep. you, 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 you know that it's feel for it, yeah, yeah, got a feel yeah. for it exactly. And yeah. uh, not everyone can do it, can they? Well, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Everybody but, has. No, but, but rarely, rarely <laughs> did we never come up with something. Yeah, no, right. No, um, um, I mean, anyone not tuned in might think this is going to be You'll always have to be on the same level. Yeah. Yeah. Just another hour of this riff. Yeah. Um, um, but we would have the moments. Like... But, but when Charlie came up, you know, that opening melody Charlie has there. Mm -hmm. 
for me it was always trying to again because I don't know I was going to write about it. as a young guy I yeah, yeah. hadn't lived any life yeah, yeah, so yeah. what are you going to write about yeah. um, um, trying to pick out a landscape and the music I, I, was, I always found the music very visual yeah uh, no, I agree with that you think what's going on in this scene you know you imagine a scene and the thing about that is I can't I could never decide with Charlie's melody and the best melodies I think are like this they, they land right between a sense of joy and a sense of sadness and and I think in Charlie's melody I could feel this one hand oh it's great yeah summer but actually no summer's ending <laughs> and, 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 and whatever happened in that summer that made it great it could have been a romantic thing or a short lived but the leaves are changing yeah you know and and, and it's that. the same with taste you know we all we, we love things that both taste sweet and sour um, so so in that album I think there's a lot of there's a lot of these songs that, that uh, yeah, hit that sweet sweet spot and I, and I guess it was trying to find a lyric that summed that up. It's absolutely amazing. Let's hear it. Someone Somewhere in Summertime by Simple Minds, the first song from New Gold Dream. Jim, you just described looking for that sweet, sour spot in music. Yeah, I mean, what a great description. And, you know, I think I, I, I might use that in the future. <laughs> sweet and sour. Sweet and sour. Well, I mean, I, I feel the same about my stuff, you know. I mean, yeah. I feel, it, you know, it's like happy, sad or, you know, yeah, or, you yeah, know, and, uh, and 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 if, if the music's kind of uh, down, the, the melody and the lyric will be, up and yeah, sort of like positive or something to, to get to have a kind of like a balance yeah. of yeah, uh, yeah, uh, kind uh, of. it's kind of like you do the opposite of what you're supposed to do sometimes yeah. just on purpose it's mad isn't it writing songs that you just you know you have to have an idea and then it can change and I, I mean especially I, I imagine I guess I'm pretty confident saying this you wouldn't have heard anyone teach you how to write songs would you no, no same as us so you know it's the power of your imagination and and, and the thing that it's amazing for kids to have imagination like that yeah. um, and then have the energy to actually try and do something with it. But the power of conviction, you know, when you think, because well, no, not only is music so subjective, yeah. but are you not a musician at all? Well, I always started playing bass. You know, I could play yeah. UK Subs Warhead a bit on guitar. My, my uncle was you know, just a few years older than me and, and he, he had guitars and he lived in Bolton yeah. and, and showed me bands like Jethro Tull and oh, Genesis uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and Hawkwind and bands yeah. like that. And I thought, yeah, this is good, this is all right. I like the um, pictures of Slade that he had on the wall and stuff like that. I thought, I, I like that, but this isn't really for me, you know. Yeah. Uh, so when I got into punk, uh, which was, yeah. you know, when I was about 11, you know, oh, I started yeah. to think of things a lot more simplistically. Yeah, you know, yeah, we, uh, and um, and that was really helpful, I think, for yeah, for my generation anyway. Well, it was for us as well, Tim. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it really was because, of course, before that, you just mentioned, you know, bands like Jethro Tull and Yes and 
Gen- I mean, the, I mean, I love know, them now, but you know, yeah, at the time, I, know, I was just like, they, it's, they, it's so difficult to yeah, kind of like work they, out the complexity of that music. So when punk came along, it was great because we were just starting to write, you know, together, Jim and I, and it was kind of like, well, there's the opportunity to do it with your very limited musical knowledge. Yeah. You know? But it makes so much sense now when you were talking about a magazine as well, because they were like kind of post punk, weren't yeah, they? They, and they were sophisticated yeah, and they, inventive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really. I suppose, I mean, unfairly, I mean, the, the excitement that punk came along and, and, and the thing that I guess we could all relate to, it, unlike the music before, I mean, Charlie and I are probably a few years older than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm 56 now. Right. Yeah. So when yeah. you were 11, yeah. listen, we would have yeah. been maybe 14. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was the only music around. Yeah. And Charlie, the older, older brother, Jamie, and I had older friends. Um, <laughs> I mean, we were really lucky. <laughs> Charlie did. I didn't have an older brother, but I'd live in this tower block. And, you know, and, and I was younger kids who were older kids. But it was quite great because everyone in our tower block seemed to be into music. So you'd go in the, the lift and the older guys, this is <laughs> city centre of Glasgow. Yeah. You know, the older guys, they were freaks, you know. So you'd meet them and you'd go, and the, the elevator was like, I've got in search of space from Hawkwind. Oh, yeah, great. yeah. You know, can I yeah. get a loan of that? Yeah. What's that you're reading? I'm reading the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Yeah. Can I read that? Yeah. Yeah, so it's all passed on. Yeah. 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 That was the town square. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic, isn't it? Where are you going? I'm going to hitchhike to Paris to see the doors. But anyway, so when punk came along, as much as we loved all that stuff, we could never have seen ourselves doing it. Because, you know, they were were all classically trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... um, when punk came along, certainly with the with the, although there is great great sophistication in some of those records, the idea that a few chords and yeah. anyone could get up and give it a go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was so liberating. Ultimately, after about a year, yeah, it, it did begin to wear thin. So then, when magazine came along, yeah, yeah. playing these. John Barry yeah. themes, yeah. McGeeock sounding again like spy thrillers, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, the formula. Yeah. He kind of made yeah, keyboards yeah. trendy again. Yeah, 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 of course. Keyboards yeah. and punk went. Really and then like Kraftwerk came back, didn't they? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. they'd kind of been That's and right. gone, and then came back with you know yeah. in the mid seventies, late seventies. Yeah, yeah. We hitchhiked through to Edinburgh to see magazine um, on that first tour it, wow, was, it, wow, wow. it was just out real life was That's just, right, real just life out brilliant. and and, wow. uh, and um, I remember when we because it was it was a tiny stage it was only like uh, a, big, a couple of feet on the stage and we were at the front <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, Howard came on he was like a cat and and, 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 uh, what a haircut. and the light <laughs> the light pours out of me yeah and, uh, so wow, amazing so it, amazing it just blows yeah away, yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we toured together. Wow, fantastic. Yeah, we did so, the, we the first ever tour we did, didn't we, Jim? Yeah. And that was it across, Supposedly. just uh, across the country? UK, or UK yeah, yeah. Him, yeah, yeah. wow. Which was really quite a learning cover again, you know. I mean, we watched them every night, you know, and it was like... <laughs> Kindred spirits. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Brilliant. So, track two is Colours Fly and Catherine Wheel. One of the things that Simple Minds, you mentioned earlier... You're talking about I travel, mm-hmm. and one of the things we got into early, and Derek Forbes, a bass player at the time, was was I, I guess through Bowie. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was the first kind of white soul guy that was bringing in 
funk based bass playing's brilliant mm. on the album you yeah know, really and, and we were thought we, we have to do something with that you know yeah, and, yeah. and Derek was great at digging out some kind of great funk feels yeah 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 and we just played the album recently and hearing that bass line again And, and the drums, I mean, that's yeah. really yeah. easy. Yeah. It's really weird. Weird that, but... <laughs> yeah. It's good when it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> in terms of the words, I mean, the other thing, in terms of the words, the thing, our lives back then, I mean, we were spending a lot of time in London then, and, and obviously not being from here at night, well, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. The great thing about London then, and also actually at the end of the night in the studio, yeah. you could go, there were so many art house cinemas... And, was, and, yeah. and you know they would always Nothing have a gay. show a of some classic art house French film yeah. or yeah. German film or Alphaville yeah. or no, other and yeah the Notting Hill yeah. 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 yeah and Jean Cocteau and all this stuff I mean it was all above our heads but you know the, but visually the, it's just amazing isn't it there was something yeah. about yeah. it and some of the lyrics especially for a song like uh, Colours Flying Catherine will come, come out of some of those art house I'm getting a real sense of nostalgia then because we I'm sure you would have stayed in it but this was, was just kind of opened this door to bands but remember the Columbia Hotel <laughs> uh, um, okay well I think we're, <laughs> Our, our claim to fame is we, we were the second band to stay. Oh, fantastic. Uh, um, you opened hu- the doors for everybody. Human League were the first band to stay. Oh, wow. I guess Virgin must have put them in and got a yeah, deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we, all, we almost ended up living in it. And kind of... Um, yes, yeah, so All the bands from um, the provinces that would come to town yeah. then, you would have been one... Yes, absolutely. Up. I mean, I've stayed there a million times, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So when we were staying in there, Mackenzie would be staying in there, Martin Fry would be staying in wow, there, wow, Phil would be staying there, wow, and wow. I wasn't, there wasn't any. I remember Mark Mark um, Soft Cell was was staying next door. To oh, me. I love Mark, yeah. And and there wasn't any sense of there really wasn't any sense of competition. You know, bands are a bit cool with each other. Yeah, nothing like that. No, it, was, it was like, like encouragement, you know, maybe. You yeah. went down for breakfast. You had breakfast together, and what are you doing? And I remember Mark. Um, Martin Fry coming in with cassettes of stuff he was doing with Trevor Hall. Oh, it was like, Jesus. Wow, wow, wow. But anyway, the thing at night was something they said, What do you do? We can up to um, the gate, which is still there, yeah, cinema, yeah, yeah. in, in uh, Notting Hill. Three or four of most unlikely people and different bands would all, let's go up and see this German film yeah, or let's go yeah. and see. Uh, Whatever, and and uh, so that was all kind of filling our heads as well. Yeah, I saw tons of stuff there. I mean, I, I didn't get to the Gate Cinema and um, and the Columbia until 1990. All right. Uh, but uh, there was like David Lynch, you know, yeah. sort of like oh, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, it's Blue Velvet and they raise the head, kind of nights, and then yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Wings of Desire, yep. um, uh, Vin Vendors, yeah. and. Uh, unbearable lightness of being and stuff like that. I remember yeah. sort of like you know just Hell's thinking, yeah, it's going over my head too. But it's yeah. it triggers something, yes. you, you yeah. know, um, that's a bit more abstract. Yeah, I remember yeah. one day we went to one of those cinemas, and uh, Joe Strummer was there. We, <laughs> yeah, I think I it, yeah, I think it was one. Of, it was one of those art house movies, not the gate, but somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. In the West End. 
So Joe, Joe was feeding off it too. flying Catherine Wheel on Tim's listening party and the next song is Promise You a Miracle there was a real onus on us a real challenge to try and come up with a hit finally and we were really lucky we were with Virgin Records and the thing about us is that we, we didn't have any hits until our fifth album New Gold Dream mm-hmm. and the first hit we did have was Promise You a Miracle but Virgin up until then they were saying just it's gone great the whole life thing so just do what you're doing and, yeah. and it'll come yeah and we were in Rockfield, which I know you would have probably spent. Oh my God, I wanted to talk to you about this. <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about it now. Yeah. Yeah, of course, you worked with Leckie as well. So. I was going to ask you... Or Pete Walsh and Leckie, was it you? Have you ever worked with Steve Village? Of course. Yeah. We did because when we worked with him, he was talking about you guys at Mono Valley. Oh, was it Mono Valley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we recorded at Mono Valley. He said you rehearsed there and then went to went Rockfield. to Rockfield or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like I, I love Steve Hillage and I thought we could if we could somehow mention him in this. Yeah, in this yeah. Song. No, we love, great, we love Steve. Oh, amazing. Yeah, me too. But anyway, we there was an onus on because the, all these contemporaries were having hits and and we wouldn't have known how to write a hit, but. That riff I promised you, a miracle. As soon as I heard that, I thought, right, this is this is a pop single, and, um, and it felt so joyous. Yeah. And even the time of year, it was just gonna the sort of cusp of spring and all these things coming together. And we'd mentioned Australia. The main thing about Australia was coming back. Yeah. With all this confidence. Brilliant. And Virgin had said to us, "There's this guy, this young guy. He he he's gonna be a really good." producer he was younger than us we, we were 20, 20 he was younger than us <laughs> yeah. this young guy and uh, I think he Charlie went along and met this fellow called Pete Walsh, Pete Walsh yeah. and mm-hmm. sort of um, give it a go on this track this first track so as Charlie mentioned earlier we recorded Miracle outside of the record it, it preceded it by a couple of months yeah. and Pete kind of emptied out the sound I mean the thing about us was Everyone is informed he was a bit virtuoso back then, apart yeah. from me. Um, um, anyway, everyone had tons of ideas, and all the ideas sounded really good. Yeah. So you want to throw them all in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, that does detract because. Yes. Yeah, so, so Pete yeah. came in and he, he sort of took things out. It's quite scary when that happens, isn't it? Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. And I remember Charlie come. I hadn't met him. Charlie came back and said, "This guy's really good." Yeah. And, um, space. Yeah, because he'd done a weird thing. It was a, a track from a previous album. It's quite a, quite a dancey sort of funk track called "Sweating Bullets." Yeah. And um, they were going to release it for some reason, and uh, 
They said, go, you know, but he wants to really, really, you know, visit the track and he's got a few ideas about it. Yeah. I went down after a show one night in London with my amp guitar yeah. and we worked on it and the first thing he did was he stripped out loads of stuff. Wow. And it sounded great. And, wow. that was, and I think in a way, it might have been why New Gold Dreams is so sparse in a way. Even in the writing, I think we got a less, you know, kitchen sink and a bit yeah. more trying to just focus on, you know, a few a few things in there, but they've got to be really good. It's really easy to do, isn't it? Throw everything in. It's really hard. <laughs> it's, it's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? You know, every time you sit down with an idea, you think, right, I'm just going to do, there's going to be four parts, and they're all going to be brilliant, and you're like, sure. Is that guitar line clashing with the vocal? Yeah, but it's kind of yeah, okay. It, you know, it works, it's like... it works, and then, then, yeah. That's why you need producers. Yeah. So yeah, Pete Walsh. I think he worked with Peter Gabriel as well. I think. He I think. Did. Yeah. Right. Stevie Wonder. Wow! 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 Yeah. Wow. yeah, we worked with him in '92, and then Steve Hillage in '94. Wow! Really? Yeah. 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 And uh, all at Rockfield. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. yeah. That's where the bands went. Cheap yeah. as well. And yeah. So yeah. you're on Kingsley and all. Yeah. That. Yeah. Did they still have the little record shop in town when you were there in Monmouth? Can no, and the music shop's gone as well now. Actually, uh, I've been going back to Rockfield quite a lot lately. Uh, just, we, we, just, we revisited not that long ago. Really? Well, yeah. Yeah. Lisa and yeah, yeah, yeah Kingsley can, still on his tractor. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great little record shop in town, and I I remember buying. Yeah, Buying OMD sing. I remember buying Level Towers Apart there. Yeah. Wow. I mean, God. Yeah. Buying um, XTC and things. No. Yes, yeah, Steve. That's a great one. Yeah. Steve was fantastic to work with for us. I mean, I, actually, I think we're seeing. Ultimately, I think it got a bit too much for him because um, Steve Hillage. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. Steve Hillage, who had worked the album prior to New Gold Dream. Yeah. In those days, this thing about sending the hit, in those days, they, they, they were a wee bit more lax about it later, but in those days, the rules were rigid. You couldn't get on top of the pops unless you were in the top 30. Okay. And the record we made with Steve, Sons and Fascination, I think with songs that got to 35, 34, and 33. <laughs> well, I've been there as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in fact, so much so that the drummer left. Oh, yeah, he, no, no. he said, this is never going to happen. Yeah. Wow. Uh, uh, and, um, but, so we, we didn't get a commercial success with Steve, but, you know, the critics came on board and, and um, songs like Love Song and The American and things like that. But I think, <laughs> I think about, by the end... With so much stuff, and we were yeah. insistent in recording it all. Yeah. I mean, I've had the budget, yeah. but we could, we'll squeeze it in. We'll, and Steve was getting, he was trying to keep the company happy. And, yeah, yeah. But, but we were ballsy and a bit bullying yeah. and, 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 and all that. And it, <laughs> at the end, the poor guy was in heart, he literally had palpitations. Yeah, and, yeah. So he's, very, he's, he's off here. But, um, Okay. He was so, he encouraged us so much. It's got yeah. such a vibe. It's got yeah. such a vibe. I mean, we, we were going through, uh, you know, lists and then we had met lots of people and, and we chose Steve Village because we liked his eyes. That was like, the oh, reason. And he's, well, the thing is with Steve is that, you know, the, ironically, you know, for all, even though Jim and I grew up with a lot of prog yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, we never really knew that. Well, we knew who he was and we knew, yeah. you know, but we didn't know his music that well, right, Jim? Steve, before we worked with him. We didn't, no. No, and like, you know, the, and, and being a guitar player, Tim, as well, and being a really great guitar player. It's and, um, but yeah. 
So we had this idea when the first mentioned Steve, we kind of thought, wow, this is a mismatch, you know, Virgin, you know. Yeah. But when we, when we met him, we thought, oh, he's actually quite militant, you know. Because <laughs> he's got a side to him, Steve, which is quite like, oh, you know, yeah. like, you know, the, yeah, fuzz, the fuzz, you know. And, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. Like, you know, yeah. And it just really worked for us, you know. It was brilliant. I mean, he was just a great guy. Great for me as a guitar player. He was ready for a riot. <laughs> um, it, it was peace and kind of love, depending on the situation. <laughs> I just tell you, it's, it's worth the anecdote. Please. <laughs> we were meant to start we're on the eve before starting with Steve, and it was some studio down in Sussex. Sussex, yeah, man. It was quite a miserable place, actually. Thankfully, we weren't there quite that long. But anyway, we it was a night, night before. It was a beautiful um, spring night. We're in London. Charlie and I were a loose end. And um, yeah. Scotland were playing an international football match. Right. And um, the press guy at Virgin, who lived right next to Virgin, we'd been in there, and you know, you got tons of free records and all that, yeah. and you went to record, it was great. And he said, you want to come over and see the Scotland, this is unlikely, you want to come over and see the Scotland game? Because he was a, a football fan, and we said, yeah, we'll come in. And as you do, we went in, and it was a bit of a sort of Notting Hill Gate squat type. Yeah, know? yeah. And halfway through the match, he said, it's a couple of tabs of acid here. <laughs> <laughs> as you do you fancy yeah we love them yeah. and um, I think he thought later <laughs> Charlie Charlie yeah, well, that's a penalty um, Brilliant. about you know 60 minutes later I was like whoa and uh his mate came in from work and they were cooking Charlie and I with the, with the giggles so we, I don't yeah. know we're giggling at Scotland we're going to beat 3-0 or something <laughs> but anyway <clears throat> we've got to get out of here and this is the night before starting to work with Steve yeah. um, we were so off our faces carrying all these records <laughs> we ended up <laughs> walking up and down Bayswater not knowing where we were going Anything we stopped a cab to try and get us back, we couldn't speak because we still had the giggles in the cabs, you know, these giggling jocks, you know, they weren't having us in. So amazing. Anyway, we thought it was getting dark and we we're walking past it, you know, it was getting sort of Notting Hill Gate, Holland Park, those plush white buildings yeah, and, and yeah, yeah, lovely yeah, walls. Yeah. We heard some music and we thought there's a party in there. We've got to get in, you know, get in. It's great, a party, we'll get in clambering off on the wall, still with the records. Police turn up. Yeah. What are you doing breaking into the Russian embassy? <laughs> <laughs> we, we we spent the night in the cells in Ladbroke Grove. Wow. And they let us out mid-morning. And you might be down in Sussex. We went down to Sussex that day. Plugged in, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great, it was a great line. Wow, more Steve was like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, leave us alone. But it was a great line. Oh, uh, what a story! I love, I, I love that. <laughs> it's, it's quite a way to start an album. <laughs> yeah, it's a great start. I mean, I, I remember, I mean, we lived with like first take, and I was still like, wow, this is. This sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and, and Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve thought, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we, we didn't have a shower or nothing, Charlie. It was just like, um, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Steve Village.
love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bring, bring, brings out the acid in everyone. Yeah, exactly. We thought Steve would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, exactly. we worked with Steve yeah. again fairly recently. You know, did, we did yeah. three, three tracks from Tim. Yeah. I mean. It just it's just always there, isn't he? You know, sort of like not always in the foreground, but no, sort of like just yeah. counterculture. Brilliant. Is that the right word? Counterculture, I suppose he is, isn't he? What's that? That Steve's part of the counterculture. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, these guys were there, you know, and uh, and as Charlie said, but he was he still had that. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, um, he, t- he, t- he told us that there's like about a thousand acid tabs buried under a tree in, 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 in a, near a recording studio in, in, in the south of France somewhere that, that he still has to go back and get. Well, he, and of course, he, are you aware of that band Maquette was in Magma? They invented. People magma, yeah. Their own, they invented or their own it, language. Yeah, you mean uh, Magma is separate, or is that is that is that a one? You know, the band Magma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love them. Yeah, yeah I love them. Yeah, yeah, I do. So we, we, you know, that was a whole thing as well. And yeah, you know, Maquette would turn up with a cape on and all that stuff, yeah. and she yeah. would be doing her own thing, programming a synth. And yeah. Did you work with Lecky as well? No, I mean I've met him a few times, but you know, not I haven't worked with John. No. With Steve, Steve was more compatible. John on our first record, John. Um, I think he thought the guys loved. We'd never. We'd only been in a studio for two hours. This little demo studio in Glasgow. We made a, a one and only demo, and we got a record. <laughs> yeah. We're going to work with fantastic John John Lake because John had worked the magazine. He'd worked with yeah, XTC. Yes, yeah, of course. Any, any band that had a bit of keyboard in it, John seemed to have worked with. So we were, we were delighted when John agreed to work with us, and he thought, well. We'll work in this farmyard place outside of London. We'll use the Rolling Stones mobile truck, which is just a great, a great sounding thing to hear, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> and we'll save the money to go to Abbey Road, you know. And and anyone would, because John earned the stripes at Abbey Road. Yeah. He was yeah. a yeah. kid engineer, came up now. Yeah. But you've got to remember, we had never really been in London. Yeah, of course. So it was all mm. a bit overwhelming, and yeah. then. Whereas I would say for half the band to find ourselves in Abbey Road, John thought well, that'd be a, you know you, you come to the sort of um, Godhead, the, you yeah. know yeah, yeah. most mega studio ever. That if that's not inspiring, what yeah. is? Yeah. Well, it wasn't inspiring. It was just <laughs> totally overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and everyone was. We were Glasgow housing scheme it yeah, was called yeah. Hayden and <laughs> you know and and, 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 and they, were sort of, they were sort of turning their nose up at us oiks um, um, I found and, and yeah you're going to go down to the studio where you're going to this is where they set up the mic to sound hey Jude and you're like don't, don't tell me that you know the long I was I said to Charlie I've got this thing on because Oh, at least some of my wrote songs as well. <laughs> I would always delay the lyrics and the guide vocal. Yeah, the last yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. They yeah. were working in the dark. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Not only were they working in the dark. I mean, they, they were making these beautiful tapestries, and it's the more beautiful they got. I was both delighted and thinking, God, I'm going to go on and ruin this mm-hmm. now. And 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 what are they, they don't even know what it's called. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, finally, I would delay. When are you going to sing? Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow. And finally, we're like, you know, the last day. I've been there. Been there, Jim. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. with you, you know. Uh, well, like, yeah, yeah. I call that walk. Because <laughs> when... I call it the penalty taker's walk up yeah. to the oh, microphone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, the music's yeah. all there, but... Yeah. yeah. 
the vocals got to go on. Yeah, and the yeah. words are got to. You, this is you know, and you're thinking, God, I've never mind what the public's going to think of this. What are they going to think of this? Um, um, and, then, and then when they say that, well, that's where they done, you know, Lucy in the Sky. With yeah, that's, yeah. That's where, where um, Pink Floyd. It, it doesn't help. It it can't, no, like, no. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. and we weren't in there so long, but. Um, so to be with the likes of Steve, yeah, and it be in these kind of country places, um, it was better for us. I yeah, taking acid and getting lost. In yeah, 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 yeah. A couple yeah. of days can go by, and there's like yeah. not not it, so much of a. You can roll out of bed. Yeah. literally, that's the only yeah. thing you, you yeah. do. Yeah, um, yeah. But um, no, good memories, good times. Here is track number three on New Gold Dream. It's promised you a miracle. This next track is a song I love. It's Big Sleep. I mean, I guess that would have been mix, piano. Yeah, that, that's the reason why I did was yeah. the kind of a... I mean, I think Joy Division were a leading light. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They really were. Yeah. We've mentioned them in pretty much every single show I've done on this, oh, <laughs> on this station. Because yeah. yeah. I, I like to bring them up as often as I can. Yeah. But, but... They're always there. Yeah. Well... <laughs> the story we have on our first album we recorded it here and yeah. uh, finished and during the recording of the record because you don't have any experience you don't know but during the recording on and one hand it's only later I could work this it was good you know it sounded impressive yeah because it was real studio and real recording and all that but there was something missing for me yeah and I didn't know how to articulate it so uh-huh. I, I didn't bring it up yeah um but there was something missing, and I didn't know if I was deceiving. And I also didn't know, you know, when you do your demos a year before, every time you come, you actually do the song and all that. You've moved on to yeah, something course. else. Yeah. And so there is an element of, it's not that you're bored with it, but and if you've played it a million times live. But for me, a debut album, you know, I had this, there was something not right about this, yeah. something not, not right about this. Anyway, we, we finished the album, and talking to a friend in London, Joe Donnelly at the time, and he said, well, when you're driving, when you're driving back up, Joy Division, have you heard it yet? And I said, no. And he said, oh, well, you can listen to it in the, the drive. Unknown Pleasures. Unknown Pleasures. Yeah. I put it on, I was listening to it, and halfway through listening, I thought, we have to scrap our album. Wow. Yeah, we have to wow, scrap wow, our wow, album. Wow, wow. And I realised what it was, was that they had stayed at home did not budget so I think they recorded it and well you'll know better in, in, than in um, Strawberry right in, in Stockport yep. and, it, and it sounded authentic and it yeah. sounded and I was like oh record sounds like a boomtown rats in comparison and, that, and that's, yeah. that's not who we are you know yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of polish on this stuff and we did have yeah. pop songs literature, but the kind of thing the record that the thing that got us a record deal, the demo, and got a lot of the journalists, it sounded, some of it sounded more like Velvet Underground. Well, that had all been lost. And so it sounded like you were at home. Yes, yeah. it sounded like we were at home yeah, and it had yeah. an edge. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't pro. We, the records we made sounded pro, yeah. but I, I didn't know how to articulate all that then. Of course, of course. I didn't know what was wrong with, with it. Yeah. Just, 
What are you talking about something's wrong with it? It doesn't sound great coming out of the speakers, yeah, it sounds great, well, what's wrong with it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But then when I heard that... Yeah. we got we got to scrap the record. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, in many ways, this Joy Division records were, but I think, for me, lyrically anyway... Yeah. On the vocal and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Because, I mean, great, of course, yeah. he, he was also a big fan of Jim, Jim Morris and that yeah. stuff. So, um, yeah. that song, is, it, you know, it's about the ghosts yeah. of uh, these great artists. And where did you go? Where did you go in a big sleep? Going out in a big sleep. I still hear you wandering now. It's, it's, it's um, gorgeous. So, it's a, it's a kind of, you know, talking to, to absent... Well, they weren't my friends, but they felt like absent friends. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? It's like all my heroes when I was growing up kind of died quite young, you know? Uh, yeah. And it's kind of like when you reach that the age that they died at, you think, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. You know, move that, move that. Sort of like, um, yeah. you know, life out of the way. It's like, I'm not going down there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie and I have taken the Chuck Berry one. It's a great quote he uses. Keith Richard did this movie with Chuck Berry well, yeah. you know and they're telling Chuck you've set it up Chuck's going to come and play and just keep Chuck out of the way because he's a problem you know and as soon yeah. as he comes so finally Chuck Berry comes down down at the gig and, and he gets weird because someone's messed with his amp and uh, you know, who the hell messed with my amp and stuff because this is you know Chuck no one touches Chuck Berry's amp yeah you know? yeah yeah and Keith Richards he's like hey man you know we just want to explain where to you don't understand, you know, that we're recording this. I mean, I'm Keith Richards <laughs> telling you to get it together. Um, I'm, we're recording this, man, you know, you don't calm down because, you know, this has gone on tape and we had to adjust the sound a bit and, and this has gone on film and, you can, you know, we've we got to get it right, man. you got to be cool because uh, it's a great line. Because <laughs> when we're all dead and gone... This is gonna be here. Yeah, yeah. This is a this is a testament. <laughs> and Chuck Berry looks in the face and goes, "I ain't ever dying." <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, man. That's what he's. I go, Charlie. I ain't ever dying. That's that's just that's because so I know right. that thing was at the Twenty Seven Club. They all died. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Twenty Seven or something. Anyway, touch me. <laughs> I, I, I ain't ever dying. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody up there likes you. Somebody up there likes you. We're leading on. <laughs> leading on to yeah, that. Yeah, the instrument. Oh, wow. We'll get to that soon, but first, let's hear Big Sleep on Absolute Radio. That was track four from New Gold Dream, Big Sleep. The next song is Somebody Up There Likes You. Charlie, please tell me about it. No, I mean, again, just a, just a big jam to him. You yeah. Know? Like, it's kind of a... I mean, there were two parts to the song and then there was a whole load of jamming and then it was just really... It was a bit like, see what happens, where it goes. I mean, I don't know how... I don't know how Jim managed to go on so many of our songs because they were really difficult to navigate yeah. I would imagine for a writer or singer or anything like that. and I guess that was one that you just <laughs> leave as an instrumental Jim 
No, the the thing was, mm. credit the guy so much of the music that came through was so a lot of Simple Minds music I felt was so cinematic. Yeah, and that uh, you could put a vocal on it, but yeah. it detracted because it was already speaking volumes to yeah, me. The yeah, pictures, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and also being prog rock fans and all that, we were a bit prone to an instrumental. And, and, also, so, and also you know? being great, great fans <laughs> of cinema and, yeah. and, and, and all yeah. that great cinema yeah. music. So with the record, the previous record we'd done with Steve, we did one called Theme for Great Cities, which to this day, I don't know how many times it's been sampled and wow. and all of that. And, and it was a really brilliant instrumental. And, and, you know, and also Bowie had done instrumental stuff on low. Of course, and, yeah, and yeah. There was something about it, but on a couple of occasions when the band came up with that and also just that it was just and I still feel this doing it live it's great to have an interlude you know yeah, it's great to yeah I agree just, I agree you listen to the same Completely. voice the whole time yeah yeah. I came up with this really quite cosmic piece of music it, you know it felt like um this is <laughs> Charlie would do these little things or make you know and Charlie would do with the echoes and he'd hit and I would be um, this is without the drugs I would be like <laughs> I've seen satellites going across and I'd go yeah. that bit with the satellite you know yeah, the bit yeah, with the satellite yeah. and you'd go no it's a G and a D and, yeah, and yeah. I think well okay the G, the G and the D <laughs> you know, that bit with the steams coming out the volcano never has a G and D sounded so <laughs> so amazing yeah. Yeah. that bit with the satellites are following each other <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> well, um, we played the record last year live, and yeah. everyone was saying, "Well, we won't play the instrumental during the gig, will yeah. we?" Yeah, we will. And um, it sounded amazing. I mean, I love singers, right? But I love singers who can like stand aside and sort of like just do that with yeah. their arms and say, "This is the band." You know, I'm showing, oh, yeah, I'm showing yeah. the band off. You know, yeah, when, the, when the music is speaking volumes. Yeah, yeah. In fact, <laughs> recently. <laughs> I, I love a, your story, Jim. I got, a birth, <laughs> I got a birthday card from a friend recently, and she really didn't mean this, but she said, um, I just saw this, and it's just, you know, what a day I've had. I've just been walking and listening to my favourite ever Simple Mind song. I was like, oh, yeah, the instrumental. And, <laughs> yeah. I, and she went, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> well, and, I, and I said, well, you know what? It's kind of my favourite song as well. Yeah, but, um, well, a big part of it. I mean, yeah. whether you're singing on it or not. You know. It was me that got it together it's me that recorded it in the jam and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's me that gave it that great title theme yeah. for great cities yeah um, yeah yeah otherwise yeah. they would have called it cd <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, um, I, I packaged it absolutely i, I mean I, f I feel the same about charlatan's instrumentals too you know, yeah, yeah, you so, and that's how i get my credit really <laughs> great, great, great. okay let's say somebody up there likes you Next up is the title track. Well, most of what we did um, had, had like a circular bass line, you know, and it never changed, it never moved. Yeah. And the chords would move in the top, you know, but, but that would always stay the same. 
I think about ninety-five percent of our stuff is like that. <laughs> if you check it out, there's only the baselines starts with the baseline and yeah. it never changes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you go, do you remember we had this? We always start with a drum machine, you know. Nice. So the drum machine's pretty prominent on there, and it was a again another big jam across a drum machine and a a kind of circular baseline. Yeah, you know? yeah. And um. Seeing where you can go over that, yeah, 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 and then defining sections by different melodies rather than trying to think of it like this is a chorus. In fact, we have a real difficulty. I don't know if you have this, but we have a real difficulty sometimes if we're rearranging something, say live. We don't know what's the verse and what's the chorus half the time, you know. Promise you a miracle. We still don't really know where the chorus and verse is and that, you know. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. I'm the same with the only one I know. I, I, I always thought the verse was the chorus, and the chorus was the verse. So. <laughs> it was. It, <laughs> for the longest time, it was called festival, festival song. song. We, it was kind of glorious noise and very anthemic, and we we were just starting to play festivals and and getting invited to, you know, on the bill and and kind of we knew there was something different about that, you know. It, Obviously, it'd be great if some tracks that really worked in this environment. Yeah. If this is where we're, we're going to be, I mean, wasn't quite you know engineering it towards that, yeah. but subconsciously, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're at festivals and you're seeing how certain other acts come across and some work better than others. Yeah. And and although there's no rules, yeah. um, um, you know, you a big sound. And yeah, we were, we were getting into bigger rooms. Were you leading the way uh, in a way, Jim? We were getting into bigger rooms, we're in bigger places, and it's like need we some bombast. Yeah, and, and yeah, fair enough. So we were excited about this thing, but it was as Charlie said, it was these circular chords, and and um, there's a great euphoria in it, and um, I was trying to articulate need some euphoric language, I guess. And I had this line, New Gold Dream, and, um, but I thought, I, I couldn't quite nail it. And um, again, budget was running out, two or three days to go. Pete Walsh was like, can we get on with yeah, this last yeah. track? Um, have you got a song title yet? Can you do it? And I said, look, we were going to Sweden to play a festival. Yeah. I said, I'll do it. In, he said, Monday's the last day. And I said, I'll do it on Monday, the last, I'll have it on Monday. Yeah. And the thing is, it wasn't like I never had ideas. The problem was I had too many ideas. Yeah. And I could never quite within myself decide which way to go. But I remember thinking, uh, uh, in Sweden, I'm going to have to find some time in Sweden to really listen to this and decide. And we, we had a sound check. I went back to the hotel. And it's just the biggest bath I'd ever seen then. And I thought, I'd love to have a bath, <laughs> but I have to listen to the song and write lyrics. In the bath? Why can't I do both? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I was in a bath, <laughs> and it's New Gold Dream, and I started to kind of, it was all coming, and um, by the time I came out of the bath, is it Archimedes who came up with the thing in the bath? <laughs> yeah, you like Archimedes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by the time I came out of the bath. Brilliant. I thought, yeah, I know what this is. And went back, flew back on the Monday morning and did it in the Monday afternoon and that was the last that was the first time he, he heard it. So <laughs> you kind of manifested the dream uh in the future and the stadiums and Yes, I, yeah. yes. Yeah. I thought this is uh, and this is gonna be, you know, 
it's going to be our time. And, yeah, man. And, and I, I could feel it coming. Yeah. And that, when I say that, it sounds terribly arrogant, but... No, but it's you can, though, can't you? you I, can... I feel all right saying it, because it's yeah. not me making the music. Yeah. It's the music I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, sure, I added the words, but it's the, when I say I could feel it coming, this is just great. Yeah. I, I'm talking about the music that they made. I've got the words... These words will sum up that feeling. Yeah. These these words will fit right. I, mm. I got confident on that because that was. I mean, I I didn't really think I but I didn't really think I've got to bring a mail. I, I was usually jamming on the melody. I yeah. wasn't really. Sometimes I'd come up with a melody separate, but yeah. I was really harmonising yeah. with what was already there. But it was this glorious young music we were young and it was looking forward and yeah. and my friend with a bit of end and all this stuff it was just you know it was kind of um it's off the top well let's hear it here's new gold dream on absolute radio Number six on New Gold Dream, the title track. It's Tim Burgess here with Jim Kerr and Charlie Birchall for a listening party. When I think of that track and the artwork, it's nicely done though because I think you know with the purple and the gold writing yeah. on set. Was it the single glitter yeah. and prize? Um, yeah. I mean that and the New Gold Dream and yeah. you know it's well, just it, it's you manifest in your future in a way. And it's well, that's so interesting you say that because when I think about New Gold Dream the track, I think about those colours and that yeah. album cover. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean not because it's a title track. It just it's like one of those synesthesia. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it just it, it just, thinking in colours, yeah. And I think that must have been going on with Jim when he does these these landscapes with these pictures on it. Because recently reading the lyrics, some of the lyrics are amazing. I think it was a thing about it as well, the gold thing was the thing I was saying earlier was that the records leading up to that. Yeah. They all had different merits and stuff, but we were still working with our influences. Yeah. But yeah. I think in that record the alchemy yeah came together came together and so there what well, called gold and yeah. dream yeah yeah and, and it's new yeah there was something about i felt that this is where the alchemy comes together and it and finally it sounds like simple minds yeah i felt very confident that that was what was happening with the record and how to articulate that and kind of finally got it and and then as I say the artwork was a thing because we're very lucky to work with brilliant Malcolm Garrett oh wow yeah, yeah. I mean I don't know him but I've seen his name on so many uh, yeah Malcolm's in Manchester yeah. Wow like, so man, was he like part of the Buzzcocks thing or was he it? was he, he he shared a flat with um Howard and Pete Shelley. And, wow, okay, so that. So he was. So you kept it real, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he did the first magazine covers. And I remember we gave Malcolm a cassette and, and he said, come over in a few days. And I think I, I, think I went over alone. <laughs> I saw this cross. <laughs> and we'd just been in America where it was a whole sort of newborn Christian thing <laughs> and all that. And, and the. the there is a freeze on of sort of probably coming in the next song. 
you know, religious type language and glitter and prize and yeah. shine on, shine on, shine yeah. a light yeah. on me yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, yeah. that's yeah. kind of gospel language. Of course, of course. Mm. And, and all that. And he had picked it up on that, but he really went with this cross. And and I was, I think I was like, we can't go with that, Malcolm. You know, it's kind of cool, call it's clan stuff. And, <laughs> and, and, and uh, he was like, no, no, you have to go with it. Um, um, and he, he was like, no, it's a Celtic cross, you know, nice. it, you know it's a Celtic nice. cross. And, you know, but it was it was stunningly beautiful, and it didn't look like a rock and roll sleeve, and, and it wasn't, it's not a rock and roll record. I, no. um, while you were talking about this, and I hadn't thought about it before, but you did mention them before, and I hate to compare, right, but um, the ABC thing... What yeah, do you think? me too. I can get that definitely. Because they, they, you know, they're, they're, they're like the big production, and they're you know, the, yeah. you're saying that Martin came yeah. with a, a, a cassette of him working with Trevor Horn, and yeah, the, mm-hmm. just you know, and, yeah. and, and I suppose like if you're all staying at the Columbia, and yeah. you're yeah. all thinking about these massive records, oh, we would play yeah, it every yeah, that's interesting. We would, yeah. we would play it. We would go in the bar and stop every. Hey, listen to our record. You know, it's, it's not done. We're in the Columbia bar, we're waiting like, for the guys yeah, to come. Everyone, let's listen to ours. Not we listen to yours. I know where I go. We're going to listen to ours now. So it's like, oh my god, that's brilliant! You know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course, it. you know, it was course. like showing people your homework. Or, it's, or, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> glittering prize. I, I think. I mean, fairly recently, fairly recently, probably six or seven years ago, Charlie and I finally bit the bullet and did an acoustic thing. I mean, we we had been asked to do it. As everyone is for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're always like, nah, yeah. bongos on the beach. <laughs> it's not us. Um, um, and we kept sort of knocking it back, and 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 we just felt simple minds. There's a bombast of the sound, there's all that cinematic, and it wasn't that we didn't think the songs were that good, but we just didn't think they could quite. You needed four or five for us. We thought, yeah. But we ended up biting the. I'll tell you the story. We ended up biting the bullet because. This really wealthy guy in Switzerland put on this festival at the top of a mountain and he really wanted Simple Minds to play and uh, we were going, no, we don't do it, we don't do it. But the money kept going up and up and up and up. (laughs) And and there was a point, we laugh about this, there was a Switzerland we thought, this might work because we're not a mountain Switzerland. (laughs) If it's garbage, no one's going to know. and he, the money kept going up and up and up and then finally it's getting hard to say you know Switzerland alright we'll ask him for something can't ask him for extra this. Yeah. if he includes two Toblerons <laughs> as, as well as that fee we'll bite a bullet so we did it really worked great wow but wow, one of the wow. songs for me, and I know Charles, and one of the songs that really took me by surprise was Glitter and Prize. Yeah. I had no, I, I had no idea it was such a good song. When I, when I say little song, they're all little songs when it's just yeah. a voice and an acoustic. But I thought, God, there's great craft in this song. Yeah, yeah. Let's play that track we've been talking about. Here's Simple Minds with Glittering Prize. Call the nights of love, can you never 
glittering prize there, one of my favourites. Again, it was really this optimism yeah. in it and, and kind of daring to dream. Because, yeah. you know, we all talk about dreams, but to really dare to dream and then to act on your dreams. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a, such an overused word, dream, but, but and then the whole thing of the, the real power of dreams. Yeah. Especially if you're a kid and you have a vision and you stick with it and you go as we did and, you know, you go through good and bad and all that stuff. So I was writing about that sort of stuff back then. It was almost... Because um, I suppose, you, you know, you do your stuff, sounds great, you mm. move on. You don't yeah. really sit and analyse it and, and, and all. It's only when you come to promote it and you're, yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. kind of due to explain. Yeah. Um, but... It's a much better song than I knew it was. Oh, it's a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, uh, I think that and, and Big Sleep for me are, are the favourite, yeah. favourite, favourite for me on this. It's interesting what you're saying about dreams. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a dreamer, mm -hmm. uh, without a doubt. And uh, also the analysing stuff once your records come out. I mean, do you always know what the songs are about <laughs> before, before you record them? Or is it something that you learn about them as you go on? Oh, well, I think you definitely learn as you go on. Yeah, this song's about this. Oh, no, it's about this now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, definitely, no, absolutely. No, I, I suppose that is, I mean, it, it would be different with a McCartney and Lennon thing where, they, mm -hmm. you know, they would have a phrase and they would go, usually it would be when you listen to them. Yeah. I mean, they would, they're always working on tunes, but usually they would have a phrase and, 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 and they were, for the longest time, we, we don't come like that, the music always yeah. comes first yeah 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 and i've always felt incredibly lucky because um the inventiveness of the guys and the inventiveness of charlie they never ever just come with a melody there's always atmosphere in it there's yeah. always a strong sense of imagery in the yeah. music yeah, yeah, yeah. it goes without saying the melodies are there and the melodies the melodies are the first thing you got to be the melodies got to capture you but the song could be about various things yeah yeah i, I was thinking yeah. But, yeah. but they always brought this evocative music yeah and the thing that amazed me is you know and i would all i was always when i say writing i was always looking for phrases and scraps and and i guess my way that would be my my riff you know i'd have riffs mm. and i would quite often i would try and just match okay what's the song about what it could be about and lo and behold i would have something that was yeah. in that oh, territory wow, 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 wow. and so once you had that then it was i mean obviously there's all the other things of does it scan and yeah and, and yeah. all that but once you had that thing you were away and and I, there was there's always been landscape in yeah. the music if, and if it wasn't landscape there would be a you know a distinctive i could see a scene in a movie i could see I could see a scene as though it was a movie. Yeah. And that's really how the, the stuff came about. Yeah. I love that. Because you could get it so wrong, couldn't you? you know, <laughs> it's like, this is this is drama. No, it's supposed to be comedy, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is like, this is thriller. No, it's supposed to be, this, <laughs> yeah. this, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you know, so you've obviously got it, you know, just really felt it. and You feel it, yeah. I, I, that's the feel. Yeah, you know, it is. A, it is all a feeling, and 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 you feel it so strongly that yeah. you get your own conviction. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, you and know. you have to take it to the masses as well. So. Well, there is that. There is that. So it's the conviction, you know, the conviction yeah, that is. It, yeah, just yeah. Yeah. Well, I, there's there's two things about that. You could you could go from <laughs> you could go from an arrogant point of view. Go like, I know this is right. Yeah. Very and you could go like, well, I'm nobody, and it works for me. Yeah. So yeah, if it yeah. works for me. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. the chance it really works for me yeah there's the chances are it's going to work for others it's going to work yeah. for someone else yeah perfect um, track eight hunter and the hunted well i mean again you know i mean like all the old tracks big jams mm-hmm. and we had this but we you know the, the i suppose the defining moment on that was at the very very end of it a friend of ours a scottish guy who was the Sound guy for Talking Heads and yeah. um, good friend of ours and um, he he had a friend in San Francisco who managed Herbie Hancock mm-hmm. and Herbie and him were coming through London and Gallagher, this friend of ours, had, had said to him, "Come to the studio. I'm in the, I'm in the studio with Simple Minds. Just come by, you know." And so they came by, and we didn't really know much about Herbie. We knew he was a legend, yeah, yeah, a legendary yeah. jazz guy, but. Didn't really know much. Fantastic guy, a lovely guy. And then just off the bat, I don't know, if, I think maybe it was Pete, said, um, do you fancy playing on this track we're working on? And he said, okay. And he went in and he did this big solo at the end of it on, the, on a DX7. And um, wow. I think he's left-handed there, so he had to do this bending thing where you're in a really weird position with his hand. Yeah. But the feel was incredible on it, and it was quite a weird prog solo you know was this like like around about the time of rock was it rocket that he did we did that but yeah. it, was, it, was whole, it was sort of miles miles davis yeah he was a kid protege but yeah, yeah he had found, yeah, found he, success again because yeah, he he, he, he did blow up yeah. didn't he the, uh, the soundtrack oh, yeah. to blow up and uh, yeah wow. I, I mean he was a you know he was a big tech head yeah you know, yeah okay gear, you know? yeah yeah and he played on it and we were like wow it's completely you know, off, off at a tangent, but it works really fantastic. It's mind-blowing. Yeah, and, uh, and it's a lot of people's favourite track. Well, let's hear it. This is Hunter and the Hunter. Tell me about the final song on New Gold Dream. King is White and In the Crowd. The thing about New Gold Dream was, on one hand, you had these optimistic songs that we'd mentioned, Glitter and Prize and Miracle and even New Gold Dream itself. Yeah. But there was also these great darker yeah. songs, Hunter and the Hunted being one and King is White. They both closed the album, which... If we were doing it now, I don't think we would have done that. It's hard to imagine the record being any other way. Than yeah, it of course. Is. But if we're doing it now, I don't think we would have done that. But of course, then you were imagining people sitting in their rooms and listening. Yeah. Again, both of those songs—they're real cinema. They're, they're really cinematic pieces. So, trying to come across stories to put uh, on top of them and and. King is White, which is the last one. It's a bit, I suppose it was a bit like, um, you know, what is it they say? Um, prophets in their own land are always ignored or stuff, or the uh-huh. crowd turns on them. Yeah. Um, I think it's something to do about fame. I could feel 
but I, I, I could feel fame coming. Yeah, um, um, fame was knocking on your door. All this <laughs> thing about you know, and, and you know, something to be aware of, and all this stuff. The, these we were going through the doors into yeah. different things, becoming different people, and and all that. And these songs are more about awareness yeah. of maybe what's to come. On one hand, you've got songs, the future, bring it on. Yeah, and then these last two songs were. Perhaps a bit of weariness, a weariness of ego. Was it transitional in this album? Do you think? Because again, you know, going back to Empires and Downs, it's kind of to me, it sounds like one thing. You know, like it yeah. all kind of like very similar. And this kind of like has bits there. It's got things yeah. looking towards the future and things yeah. the present. You know, just yeah. comfortable with the present and yeah. as well. You know. yeah. I think that's what makes it. You know, there's a real spectrum of darker yeah, 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 light, yeah. lighter songs yeah, yeah. and again and on the next tour we'll be playing some of these songs some of them we have been perennial yeah and there's songs that we haven't from it that we haven't played for a, a long time and yeah. it's so well you find it's so interesting you you go back not only do you find song things about the songs that hadn't dawned on you when you were writing them but they're really sounding of their time again yeah. I don't know why there's something about it we did this record at Paisley Abbey yeah. and filmed it for Paramount and now about to release the soundtrack of it yeah. which, is, oh, which, is New Gold, which is New Gold Dream Live uh-huh. so it really gave us a chance to to be here sitting talking about old records is one thing but, it, but it's old records that you've played live and it's yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's all kind of fresh to us again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think doing things like this can give a fresh perspective on something that, you know, that you know, a classic, an older classic or something like that. And, yeah. And, um, and I think I certainly don't live my life looking backwards, backwards yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but sometimes yeah. to dip into it, it's kind of okay. And it, sort of, it makes you think, oh, my God, we were so this then and we were so that then. And it's like, yeah, it was such a... Spe- yeah. Over time, you're allowed yeah. to do that because you know you move so far away from it. It justifies being able to you know try and figure out what what was happening because at the time you don't know. No. You know. No, and, um, you're just living in the moment, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And looking forward, you know. Here's the final track on New Gold Dream. King is white and in the crowd. thinking there because I meant to say it's going to leave but you see you said a lovely thing about when you were choosing to work with Steve Hillage yeah. you liked his eyes <laughs> sounds like you were on a date now <laughs> well, but, but, but one of the guys we worked with and he was really big on feeling it was just much later a guy very famous now Jimmy Iovine oh yeah mm. yeah yeah very yeah Jimmy had eyes like a killer. He had eyes Did like he? a murderer. <laughs> oh, and he's, he's from Brooklyn and he's Italian and he's yeah, all yeah. his pals are mafia guys and yeah. all that. And the first time I went in to see him, and he always he he, he didn't like light, <laughs> so right, right, studios right. were always darkness. Right. The thing was, the record company didn't want us to work with him. We already had it. We were already number one in America with this. Yeah. Don't you forget about me? Yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. We'd worked with this guy Keith Keith Forsey and. Yeah. The whole world was saying you got to work with Keith, and I was thinking, <laughs> well, Charlie is same like 
you know, I have you know, worked with Springsteen and Patti Smith and Tom Petty yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you name it. And he'd done <laughs> U2's live album and I'd met Bono and I, I, I'm hoping Jimmy already knows that Bono's like, <laughs> nah, we're not going to work with them. He's a bit, you know. And, and they, they, they did much later, but they didn't work with him. So I, so I, I got to go and, and And he wasn't taking our calls and all that stuff. And, and so um, finally... I got to go and see him and go in the room and I went in and it, it was like a scene for The Godfather, you know, he was sitting in this dark room and there was, there was a bit of a light on, on him and he had this Brooklyn accent and he said, so play me the stuff and I said, well, I haven't really got the stuff yet. Yeah. I said, well, we, but, well, we have, but we just haven't got it. Apart. Yeah. And he could smell the coming from me and, I, and, and he told me, he said, you know, I've made people a yard of time absolutely just you know, and you, and uh, you know, I know you're great because I've checked it all out. Yeah, the band's yeah, great. And yeah, all that, yeah, but yeah. where's the songs? Yeah, 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 yeah. No one had ever said that to me, no, and no, I couldn't no. really say, "Well, how it works is there's these big jams." <laughs> yeah. and, and then in the last day, I sit in a bath, <laughs> and then I come in. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how you work. Tell me how you worked in New Gold Dream. I, yeah. I can't tell him the bath thing. Um, um, <laughs> so I thought it'll be cool, man. Oh, you know, it'll be cool. I said we need to start in a couple of months. <laughs> he said you need to start in a couple of months. You haven't got any songs to play me, and I said no. And he says, are you going to have eight killer songs in two months? And I said yes. And he went. I've been looking for somebody like you all my life. Wow! <laughs> and I was like, oh God. And no, he's not. He was say, who are you, Bob Dylan? And, 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 <laughs> and I said, no, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. He said, well, when you get back on Monday, send me something. Wow. And we sent him alive and kicking. Yeah. Mate, wow, and amazing. He like, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> suddenly he was like, yeah, yeah, it'll be cool, it'll be cool. Um, 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 There's nothing else. But uh, <laughs> it's interesting how. As we're explaining these songs, yeah. as we're at ages now, I'm, yeah, even I'm sitting now here thinking how unlikely, I'm sitting thinking how unlikely it is that they came together. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's um, many interviews that I've done anyway uh, where you mentioned the bath and Herbie <laughs> Hancock. And the acid. Uh, <laughs> acid and Steve Hillage, you know. and yeah. uh, <laughs> Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for coming in. It's been been so great. Thank you. Thank you to Jim Kerr and Charlie Birchall for taking me through Simple Minds' new gold dream. Every listening party, I like to recommend a few records that I've been listening to this past week. So, Frank Ocean, Blonde. It's a brilliant record. Had it for a while. Actually, I own it on vinyl. I think it's quite rare. Pink and White, classic. Ivy, classic. White Ferrari, just for those reasons alone, is worth treating your ears. And then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out by Yola Tengo. Another classic, um, Let's Save Tony Orlando's House is just a beauty. Third one, well, you know, I always listen to Bob Dylan and, you know, sometimes I sort of like check out, but I'm really checked back in again now. And uh, I was listening to National Skyline and thinking to myself... I can't wait until he comes into the studio and talks us through that album for a feature listening party. So, there's a bit of a connection between me and ASAP Rocky. He was wearing a weirdo t-shirt from 1992. I mean, it looked pretty looked pretty brand new, uh, but, but he was wearing one from 1992 and I was very impressed. 
My son likes him, so that's the second connection. But anyway, I want you to listen to a little bit of ASAP Rocky. And the track I'm going to recommend is Praise the Lord. That's the one. Replay any past episodes of my listening party by searching and following Tim's Listening Party wherever you get your podcasts. There you'll be able to catch up on every episode of the series, or you can replay on Absolute Radio Premium. We may be at the end of the show, but keep tweeting me your thoughts using the hashtag Tim's Listening Party. Every song in this episode of my listening party was taken from Simple Minds' New Gold Dream. All tracks are written by Simple Minds. The album was released on Virgin in September 1982. See you next time. Absolute Radio. Telling the story behind another iconic album with Tim Burgess. Get involved using the hashtag Tim's Twitter Listening Party.